Porn Stars and People Podcast. I'm Dan Fergalat. I'm here with Vanka. Hello. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, what's going on? Um, we are we're in the middle of like a, a crazy uh, thunderstorm. Are you a pro rain, anti rain person? What's your? I feel like I'm intermediate. I feel like we <laughs> okay. like we need rain. Water is life. <laughs> okay. But like the downpouring flash flood warning bullshit is a little much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um. It, but I, I meet so many people that are like, oh, I just like being at home when it's raining. I just sit in the rain and listen to the rain. I mean, if you're free and you have the time to take a nap, then that's great. <laughs> right. Like I play, I play rain sounds to fall asleep a lot on my Alexa. Um, yeah. You know, I have the wiretap, so I'll have it play me soothing rain sounds to fall asleep, and that's great. But like, it's not great in the middle of the day when you're at, I don't know, if you work in an office or something, right. that sucks. Yeah, New York is tough because the commute uh, in the rain is such a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. It's not even because you're going, it's not even you're going massive distances, but you're interacting with so many other cars. Like, even just on the way over here, it like it doubled because it was rain. I was like, why are people stop? They're stopping Everyone for rain. For, they forget how to drive. Yeah, it's like this. The rain magically falls right. and then and it like, like oh. hits them, and then they they lose like, all recollection. Where are of, the wipers? Of how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it was. Uh, and then I'm and then I'm like I'm like adjusting with the GPS, and then it just break 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 break. Um. So yeah. So uh, and then the other thing is like. Uh, when you commute and like public transport, you're just always freaking out because you're gonna get out and just be in the. I'm like anti umbrella. Oh. So then I have to like figure controversial. out how to be like controversial for someone who's talking to a bunch of sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> anti umbrella. <laughs> you know the umbrella symbol is like the sex workers. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's specifically a red umbrella, but oh. like a lot of places where people will use the umbrella emoji, even though Why? it's not red. Where it's did purple. that come from? Uh, no clue. Oh. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I imagine it as sort of like shielding and protecting. Like, sure. And like, there's a lot of uh, red umbrella symbols in terms of like someone you love as a sex worker on like International Whores Day or oh, I didn't like know there's that. a lot of like red umbrella symbols. I gotta symbology. get my shit together. And yeah. You gotta get, you gotta be pro umbrella. All right, well then I'm gonna start carrying around a red umbrella. I just think, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like, it feels, it's already annoying to have, have an umbrella, but somewhere in my head I got stuck from like high school where it's like, I got stuck in like weird like 90s masculinity where like if you have an umbrella, it's like it's not masculine. So I'm like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just, go I'm gonna get wet. No, I feel like you need one of those long umbrellas with that are like a cane. You're right, and then, like, a, a and parasol. Then you, and then you need to dress dapper enough yeah. to match it, and right. then it's and fine. No, yeah. when it's when it rains, I just wear the trashiest clothes I can think of because I'm like, I'm just gonna get wet and I'm gonna do the thing. Have you seen the weird uh, the BDSM raincoat? No, what's the BDSM so raincoat? I, that's what I call it. It's not actually the BDSM raincoat. It's um, it's a transparent raincoat lined with like black lining, okay. uh, and it's like thirteen dollars on Amazon or something. Yeah. And every kinkster I know has them so that they can like be naked outdoors yeah. or like in their lingerie. So like they're if they're if they're if you're dressed up sexy at an right. event that's like outdoors, because uh, I go kinky camping in the summer. Right. Um, kinky so throw, camping. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Time thing. out. What is kinky camping? <laughs> um, it's So uh, Dark Odyssey is an organization that has uh, two camping events per summer. Yeah. There's one in the beginning of the summer called Fusion, one at the end of the summer called Summer Camp. And they're like a week long. And so you're in the middle of the woods and you can do mostly whatever. Yeah. And so you can like fuck under the stars or like do weird kinky stuff. And so it, to make it feels sure like you live in a kinky town. It's great. Yeah, they make sure they have to get they have to get the whole campsite. Yeah. 
Because it's like, because it's like, they have, because like the problem that happened. You can't have neighbors like making noise complaints or like seeing all the nudists. Right. This would happen at AVN like two years ago. First, first AVN I went to, I think it was like, there was like families walking around the hotel with their children. And it was just this weird, uh, it was this weird thing. Maybe it wasn't AVN. It was one of the conferences because I remember they were trying to get a move. Anytime you have like a weird group and they don't get a whole hotel takeover. Yeah. Then you've got issues where like, oh, there's a traditional Indian wedding here. Like at the (laughs) same time as the whoever. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Sorry. So kinky camping. Everybody's um, got one of those like transparent raincoats. Yeah. So that they can continue to be naked or wear whatever like lingerie they were showing off prior. And then they'll, they're just like, Throw it on, good, and up. it's transparent. And uh, I, as much as I hate the show Bonding, fuck that place. But uh, so wait, so the front is <laughs> they had see-through, it in, in there. Mm-hmm. but the but the, the inside. Thing. No, 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 the whole. Oh, they said the inside was black. No, 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 the lining, like they, sorry, the lines, like the, the stitches, oh, oh, that oh, stitches it together. So, sorry, that line. So they're still naked. Yeah, so, so you can see right yeah, through. Yeah. So it. how does that solve anything? It, it shields you from the rain. It's waterproof. Oh, from the rain. I see. Yeah, but if you're if you're naked, that's the only thing I worry about in the rain is just getting all of my clothes. So if you're naked, you should you're just. But you, no. I mean, or what if you're wearing lingerie or something sure, like? Oh, enough. like I'm or I'm wearing like leather a leather harness yeah. and nothing else. Right. Well, like cause, yeah, that'll and that because that'll like once that dries, you gotta, pr- you gotta that's protect part- your leather. Yeah, and then because once that dries, that becomes part of your body now. It just it like it like uh, hardens up, and then now it's part of your skin. If you I could, mean, I feel like. You can, I mean, you can dry out leather eventually. But yeah, it's, it's a I was, pain I was being semi-facetious <laughs> and semi-exaggerative, uh, 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 but you're like, no, that's not true. No. Sorry, we're <laughs> doing, we're doing a yes and improv <laughs> interview here. Thank <laughs> you for knowing what yes and is. That's great. Um, all right, so I haven't asked you any questions yet. What, ma- no. what makes you different uh, in this field? I don't. This is the thing I've been like trying to like figure out. How do pe- like how do you differentiate yourself in, in and what would you? I mean, what would you mostly say that you're a fetish producer? Fetish. I um. Creator. I'm, oh, what's that phrase? It's like um, master of none. What is that thing where you yeah. you like? I'm. Just I don't. Do whatever. I've got a, a hand in every cookie jar yeah. a little bit, but like I'm. I'm not one thing at all i yeah. so i do a, a fetish production stuff um mostly for callie logan yeah um where i started off modeling for some of that and over time i started to learn more back-end things so yeah. I'll, like i am in this weird middle of the road position where i have blue hair and i've got some piercings and like some tattoos right but i don't have like a split tongue and like a full sleeve right so i'm not like totally so is that alternative the line? I'm not, to- no, it's, it's in the middle. I'm not totally alternative that I fit in this very niche yeah. fetish of, in and of itself. So what but I'm it? also okay, not so girl next door. So once you split your tongue, what do you, what's, what's that now I, I think then, then the people who are into the alternative look are like super into you. But that's all but it is. I'm, so it literally but I'm, right, I'm right in the middle though. Like so I'm the, not, I'm not girl next door. Yeah. Because like I'm, if I had natural colored hair in some way, whether it's actually yeah. natural or not, I'd look more like, Oh, this girl could be the librarian right. or so whatever. You're, so you're but kinda... since I don't look like that, or and plus everybody has their own tastes, and that's yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with that. Like some people are into redheads or they're into whatever. I'm not going to fit in every category. Right. I started finding more work working behind the camera because then I can be filming and I can be directing, even if that person that we're filming for that moment or that day wouldn't want me to be the model in that particular. Yeah, but, and like that's fine. So I found a lot more work in that regard. So I've started doing more of the production side over time. Uh, But I'm also a burlesque performer, and I do, like, live fetish performances. I uh, run BDSM events because I'm a lifestyle kinkster. And 
I don't know. I do. So th- I feel like so that's a, a way different lane, I think, than than people that that spend their time, right? Because the, the I guess the extremes are sort of like girl who just cams, girl or guy who just cams, <laughs> and then doesn't have like any actual like human interaction. There's the filming with a whole crew, and then there's your and then now your live events, which is like a, a very very different lane. Yeah. Because you get like an actual immediate response from people. The burlesque thing mm-hmm. has to be fantastic. I feel like it's a, like one of the most supported, like from an audience standpoint, people are like, people are into it and they're like very supportive. I, I get a lot of the, the contrast of people who, because I, I know burlesque performers that have gotten fired from their day job for being a burlesque performer. Oh, no and shit. yet most of the time, most people are like, oh, being a burlesque performer, like, that's so artistic, and that's so uh, creative, yeah. and, and they, they hold it up on a pedestal, and like, oh, but you're not a stripper, oh, you're not a right. sex worker, and like, but I'm, I'm taking my clothes off on stage right. in front of people. Oh, so I am literally, I'm literally st- stripping yeah. in, while I'm doing burlesque, and I also have done more extreme versions of fetish work, including like on camera, but I have done some in-person work, I've done some pro-doming, uh, yeah. that's not my primary gig, but I've done it, yeah. so People are like, oh, no, you're not really a sex worker. You're not a stripper. What you do is art. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I'm just a weird art stripper. That's yeah. just, I'm not not a stripper. Okay. <laughs> I like, I, li- I do like that perspective. That's I'm a stripper that, clown. Stripper clown. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. So have you, okay, so as a comedian, the big the big thing is always that you're going to get heckled. Um, and that's all anybody ever really asks about. And it, like, from the standpoint of like, uh, generalizing it's mm. not happening but then it happens and it's bad and this has been a weird heckly week for me mm. have you ever been heckled as a burlesque performer yeah yeah totally um i i've i mean it's hard to say because it's not like i'm speaking and then someone just like i've heard people shout a thing where yeah, yeah they're shouting take it off or whatever right. and like some of that can be enthusiastic like you want people to cheer and yeah. clap and you want them to want like the whole game is wanting them yeah. like because there's a little bit more tease but, in the but burlesque. there's there are certain points where they start to shout more vulgarities right. that it's like not it's not compatible with the type of performance i'm doing at that time or we get drunk people who are trying to slap your ass or right. put a dollar in your underwear that you're about to strip off dramatically choreographed to music right and that's that doesn't really work that's not very yeah, yeah, yeah. either so I, I i don't know if you could call it heckling or uh, disruption i think it's exact i think i think it's exactly what heckling is yeah it really it really that's the thing is like it's it's a it's a nonsense call out mm-hmm. that that like very specifically doesn't take the performance into consideration yeah. because it's like you said like you know you're about to do the thing anyway yeah and now you're rushing the thing that you're gonna get yeah. it's like uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like when people and they're like tell a joke it's like that's what uh, that's what we're doing yeah. that's what this whole <laughs> thing right. is that's what we're here Shut for up man for a second and like, give the but guy the every, opportunity. Everybody wants to be the person on stage. Right. They want to be the person in front of the microphone getting the attention. Right. So they're gonna take it from you. This happened last night. The um, the show was going, and my door guy let in like seven people who I would have immediately turned away. We would, the show was a little bit light, so I think his he wanted to get people in. But as soon as they came in, I was like, these people want it to be about them. And the show was ending. They heckled the shit out of the guy who let him in, who was the door guy, who's also a comedian. Um, to the point where he like bailed early on his set. And then I'm closing the show. I figure I'm gonna do like a couple more minutes because I had like a, a base of audience that was into me. <laughs> Excuse me. And then um, the guy who was in the group was like, oh, l- l-, he like stood up. He's like, let me take over from here. Like, he, like I was gonna give him the mic. Okay. 
And then his friends were like, no, trust, trust us. We, you can't, we can't all be Mrs. Maisel wandering up onto the <laughs> stage drunk and pissed off that her husband just left us and then rant out something beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad that you used that exact thing because that, 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 the amount that that thing hurts comedy is extreme because people are watching it and they're like, oh yeah, no, just... You just wander up there just, and you're going to be great. Just, just go, just... just. And, and then somebody's going to bail you out of jail right, and tell you that diarrhea. you're going to be a fucking star. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and yeah. it's not uh, it's not at all what it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like, it, nobody's, at, like, it's never been clearer than you, like, it's a choreographed, perfect, to music that's what comedy is and it's like no I've never explained it that way but that's perfect I have also dabbled in stand-up comedy no shit I've only done it once okay how'd it go it went really well but it was for my friend's 40th birthday party which was a surprise roast right so we roasted him that's great um and so those jokes are not still, gonna work but, but like, else. those jokes won't work anywhere else but i like i knew my audience really well because right. like it's all it's all my friends yeah so uh those jokes are useless now right and it was the most forgiving audience in the world right right so it went great yes but eh, that doesn't mean it translates to anything else right. but it, it's made me curious to i'm try glad more. you're very keen i'm glad that you i'm glad that you understand that part of it because it is when the first time you do comedy no matter what it's great You've never gotten that kind of like response from a group of people before. It's all about you and you get you say a thing and then they laugh. Mm-hmm. And even if it's the tiniest laugh because you've never heard it before, it's the biggest. It's like it's it's like you played yeah. Madison Square Garden. I think burlesque is the same because I do live performance. So yeah. Even though I'm not talking or telling jokes, I am still uh, maintaining some stage presence and a connection with the audience. And so the first time you do burlesque, it's pretty much the same that even if you even if you are terrible people hear, oh, it's their first time yeah. ever, and they want to cheer for you. They right. want to root for you and, and uh, support you. So they're going to hoot and holler, and you're going to be really nervous before you start, but then you're going to walk away and go, wow, I did okay. They I'm cheered so for good. me. Oh, wow, I showed them my butt. Oh, my God. And, and then, you know, a few, like, months or years down the line, depending on how, how rapidly you progress with, right. with doing it all the time, you, you have moments where you're like, that was great. And then you have times where you're like, oh, I fucked that part up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, right? That's, that's the thing with being a professional. And this, is the, this, and this is the way that we rate comedians a lot of times is like, if, you, if we're other comedians in the room watching you mm-hmm. and we know how it's going and then you get off and you have this like disillusionment disillusionment of what happened. They're like, oh, I think it went really well. And you're like, it did not go really well. So Anyone who's that- never seen it before <laughs> is going to be different than somebody who's seen it before or someone who's in the business or someone who knows how you yeah. perform. Well, not yeah. even that. It's like, it's like we can gauge the audience response of like what it should be. Yeah. So as as a professional performer, you go, you know where the laughs are coming from at all times. Mm-hmm. So if you say a thing and you don't get a laugh there, then you already know that you need to make that, some adjustments. That thing didn't work. Yeah. yeah. So if that thing didn't work and it always works, then now now you're now you're no that's the whole. Well, what did I game. do different? Yeah, and then yeah. now you got to figure out how to get these people on board, and yeah. it's uh. Yeah. I also I forgot to mention I I teach classes, so I teach like sex classes, so yeah. I teach like. I teach fisting, I teach cunnilingus, oh, I shit. teach like queer flirting stuff. What I, is queer yeah. flirting? Um, I teach mostly it's like uh, self-identified women or fem, feminine of center people uh, how to initiate and flirt with each other since okay. society doesn't really teach 
uh, women and femmes how to do that. We're, yes. we're basically taught to like sit by the sidelines and look pretty and men will approach you and then you just sort of go like, okay, you'll do to the best one. Interesting. But it doesn't really teach you like how do you approach someone and ask them out in a respectful, appropriate right. way. And, and how to go get what you want. Like, like men are taught to initiate for sure. They're mostly taught how to do it in a really toxic harmful way okay but, this is but at really, least they're okay. taught to approach someone at all whereas you get this like lesbian sheep syndrome where you've got two women or femmes that are like interested in each other and they're on opposite sides of the room going like oh wow she's so pretty oh but i don't know what to do oh i, I don't even know if she's queer or, or if she would like me but uh, I, I could never and then they're both like shyly looking away and then shyly looking away and like nothing fucking happens yeah so but, i okay, teach so, them how to do this so thing. by the way that's how men feel also, <laughs> right? Like uh, we're supposed to power through, but that's how mm. we feel. And a lot of times that I, I remember being in high school and college when it was the first time I'm trying to figure out how to interact with mm. women. And it's like, I started figuring out that like if they would, if a woman would hover mm. nearby, I have like a, I have a set, I have a set period of time where I'm allowed to talk to her. Cause I remember I was like promoting clubs and I would not can talk I, to the can girl. Can I give you the secret? No, wait, but let me okay. oh, it out. Yeah, okay. you can, no, I haven't figured it out. You're going to tell me. But, right. but so I would wait, and then I, and then I could feel, because I would go and try to approach like two hours later, and I, my window was gone. It was like, it was mm -hmm. closed, and they decided that it was done. Um, but all of, all of the guys that I value in my life, I think, are, uh, what did you say? You said, you said uh, um, feminine of, of center? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. I would say, I, would, and I don't know if that's the exact way that I would describe these dudes, but the, the best dudes that I know in my in my personal life and growing up always had problem figuring problems figuring out how to talk to women because they wouldn't do the thing. And I always view these guys like these are the most respectful, <laughs> the great like these are the men that women want. They're talking about that they mm -hmm. want. Where are they? And yeah. they're over there not talking to you. Yeah. So what's the? So um, you could pay me to listen to me talk about this for a solid hour or so, but I'll <laughs> right. just like tell you the base, the bare bones yeah. of the the secret here right. in a nutshell. So in that tiny window you have, what you want yeah, to do, going on? Yeah, what you want to do is you want to approach them in a way that's respectful, that you can be upfront, um, give them all the information they need, give them the opportunity to take you up on what you're offering and get it, go away. So instead of like, oh, I'm going to sit next to this girl at the bar and like pay for her drink. And now right. she's forced to sit here and talk to me whether she wants to or not. Don't trap somebody. Right. Just get in there. Give them the, give them an offer. Like, uh, so, in, in, I'm going to say it in the way I normally Please. say it, in my queer way, but, like, I think this translates yeah, yeah. to the way I'll men be, should I'll, approach I women I can be a well. lesbian um, for a minute. Uh, so, if, if you're a lesbian at uh, the bar, or even a straight girl at the bar, you're just somebody at the bar. It doesn't matter. So, you're someone at the bar, and I walk up to the bar up to you. Hey, my name is Vanka. I have no idea if you're interested in women, or you're available, or you find me attractive, but I would love to get to know you better and buy you a drink. If you're interested, I'll be over there. And then I go the fuck away. Yeah. And I said what I need to say. Maybe yeah. I shook your hand or got your name. And in this the, works. Usually I'll get your name in the process. It's right. a little bit slower than that. But I just give you that information. Here's here's what you're interested in. And I said, like, do you? I don't know if you find me attractive or if you're available. I don't know if you're whatever. Right. I use the word attraction. So you know that I'm not looking to become your friend. Right. <laughs> like, I'm right. so much as I'm looking to get to know you better and see if we're compatible because I'm sexually interested in you. So I already put all that information in this nice little neat package right. and you Go have it and it. then I left, right? So, so if a, there's a boyfriend or a whoever that's next to her, right. then like that, who gets offended? Oh, sorry, man. I didn't realize that's it. Yeah. You walk away. 
you you didn't try anything. Right, you right, didn't right. like, oh, you're trying to dance with my girl. Like none of that is a factor now. You're just like, I'm I'm basically giving you my verbal business card. Right. So instead of uh, harassing women for their numbers, give them your number. They can call you if yeah. they want to. This is great. No, yeah. this is great. This yeah. is, all of this is very, very good stuff. So. Anyway, we're off track, but. No, we're not off track. We're exactly <laughs> track. on track. Right. Um, I feel like. The problem is that works. I feel like that works so much better in in the environment that you're that you're describing it. Because as soon as you add a dude to the equation, all of the stuff I've, gets I've a said, little. I've said this spiel to a lot of people, and most of them say they wish that men approach them that way. For too. sure, for sure. But I think what happens is sometimes if a man were to do that, and then now you're talking to somebody who's stuck in. Like, I think the problem is we're still stuck in a lot of, like, gender role ideas mm -hmm. that don't apply anymore, but we're still trying to reapply them over and over again. So it's like, gender so women want guys to take charge in this other way, where, like, I've been on, I've been on dates where I've been respectful, and I, we're, we're hooking up, and I stop because they stopped me, and then I get a text two days later that's like, hey, why did you stop? And it's like, you, you stopped me. We have to learn how to communicate. If you want me to muscle through a stop sign... That's not really... Another thing I, I say in my class is uh, you can't have no means no and playing hard to get at the same time. Okay, so yeah, so, the, so the, there's the two sides because women that are being hit on also need to take the responsibility of accepting what's, what's happening and, and if they have an interest to... Being able to communicate and right. initiate that. Um, I think that there's a, a really big difference between... Uh, oh, so we're making like I've had girls tell me like, oh, I, I'm turned off by the idea of you asking like, may I kiss you? Like that's gross. Like right. that's that's a turn off. And I'm like, well, then I'm not gonna kiss you. That's not gonna happen. Right. Because the only difference between me feeling the tension and making out with this girl and like grabbing her and like holding her against the wall and making out with her passionately. Right. Uh, the only difference between like that being really romantic or, or hot or that being sexual assault is whether or not she wants it. Right. And I can't know that psychically. Right. Thank you. This is brilliant. I love, I love everything we're talking about. This is, this is exactly where, where I think we're stuck in the world, is we're in the middle of, of, of a big consent discussion and whole pieces of the discussion are being removed, uh, being ignored, and, um, and it is. It's, it's tricky times. Um, but these are all these are all solid and good points. And it, it's the problem is, uh, I think, in, in a lot of ways for the for the straight straight relationship is is the people are very accepting of the old way, and they still think that that's the way it's supposed to be. So I think I think it I think it's a um, I just think it's an, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's an easier conversation as soon as you get out of the straight conversation. Mm. I think it becomes everything is like oh that makes perfect sense. I love that. Yes, but when I say it like this, it sounds like it's, you know, oh, of course. But it's when you're, right. when I don't, when nobody's right. there saying it to you, like, here's how it should or could go. Yeah. Uh, when I say it, everyone's like, oh, yeah, of course. But when I, when I'm not there telling them, like, this is how you right. do it, they're like, how do we do it? They fall well, back into like, their old ways again. I mean, right. being, uh, like, in queer communities, in some ways, it's harder because it's like, it's like buying an Ikea table with no instructions. Like, you don't even have the pictures of where right. the pegs go into the holes. Like, how do, right. how do we do the thing? Like, yeah. where this is it's just a block of wood. Now I'm a carpenter. What the fuck do I do with this? Right. Like, as opposed to, I think, in, in most uh, heteronormative uh, situations, the problem and, and the 
is that people have these ideas of what's supposed to go down, right. and that's not always compatible with reality. But at right. least they have they have a frame of an idea of what to do, right. and then it's just a matter of like learning and unlearning the parts of that that you want to keep right, and get right, rid right. of. This is what this is what I've been uh, I've been thinking about a lot and working on this idea that uh, comedically, but but just in the world, men sort of have become like statisticians about what works for them and it's like on the surface it sounds bad because because it's like categorizing like what type of women you're able to get and whatever but at the end of the day what it really is is a byproduct of is men are failing at such a high rate like men are hitting on everybody and failing all the time i mean isn't that the human race though (laughs) (laughs) sure but but men are failing at at hitting on women because Uh they're just hitting on everybody Mm. and so then they start to make like sheets of like okay cool if i hit on like uh, if i hit on a girl with purple hair on a thursday while it's raining I, I think it just becomes a numbers game in general like sure. if i build up this one person that i have this hallway crush on yeah. in school or at my job or whatever and i finally work oh well wow we spoke today oh, today my crush i asked my crush what time it was and she said it was two o'clock <laughs> and like oh my god I, you know when we build somebody up that much yeah. and then you finally ask them out or in some way you're you're bound to be rejected most of the time yeah. because that's now such a huge percentage of effort that you've put into one person and yeah. one rejection. I think if you casually do that thing that I was talking about and you don't expect anything, you're not like, oh, I gave my number to someone. I'm waiting for a phone call. I'm no, waiting for, for a phone sure. call. Like you give it out to 10 people and like one person out of 10 might call you back. I don't, I don't give my phone number to 10 people because I want 10 dates. It's right. too many dates. Right. I don't, my, I, like I, I do fetish work, but I'm not wealthy. <laughs> I can't afford too many dates. That's right, right. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, I th- but I think more than that right now, I mean, your example is is a person walking up to a person, which is like the, th- the sixth way people meet now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like people are meeting online and, c- and just trying to come up with like, like an opening line. Same thing, though. Mm, not a line, just, just uh, the same thing. Like, hey, I'm interested. Or, the one difference is, hey, I'm interested in this thing you said on your profile. I'd love to get together and for coffee or yeah. drinks and okay. like talk more about that if you're interested. Sure. Like, here's my number and switch but, straight to phone numbers instead of the uh, but messenger. Because everybody's swiping on everybody all the time, mm-hmm. you just. Because you're gonna send a, like the when you take the time to like personalize the line, it does you don't get the response and then you do so. I, this is I accidentally got booted from Bumble because uh, I had my shows on there and then when we were getting upset, they were like, "What are you just on here to promote your shows?" And I was like, "Well, actually, like the fourth thing somebody asks me is where they can see me, so I just put it on there in case." And I and then half the girls on these dating apps are putting their Instagrams on. They're trying to raise their followers. So mm. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be that." So I put my thing on there, put my shows on there, got bumped from Bumble. So then I came back on and I started rematching with people. Okay. Now. Um, like a weird glitch of the app was, mm-hmm. even though I was booted, now that I'm relinked to the same phone number, when, when they start they the new the conversation, the old conversation from a year ago is still in there. Oh. So what was really cool was I started realizing that women are sh- sending the first same line. It was literally like, it was like blah, 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 emoji, blah, 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 same emoji. It was on, on, out of control. Uh, wow. Uh, and so, and I thought it was just a thing that dudes were doing, but uh, the fact that like people, they just pick a thing. It's always going to be the same. I, I read, I read about a study where they had, um, they paired people up and they did single blind versus double blind, right? Yep. So you've got person A and person B. So person A is sitting there with no idea what's going on. And person B, you're like, you tell person B 
to flirt with person A, right? And then person A's got to figure out whether they're being flirted with or whether they're being, like, someone's just being friendly to them. So, like, they did it both ways where they've got person B and they're like, okay, just be friendly to person A. Okay, and they'd be friendly. And then person A's got no fucking clue whether they were flirting or not. And then they're like, okay, flirt with person A. Person A still has no clue. Then they thought maybe this is because people are bad actors and you have to only match them based on their actual right. interest in each other right, if they find each other attractive. So then they paired people up only whether or not they were attracted versus not attracted, com- like in sync with whether they were flirting or right. not flirting. Still no one knew. And then they had a double blind where they had people watching and trying to tell in the interactions whether flirtation was right. actually happening or not. The, the outside viewer also couldn't tell. This is crazy. None of us know what we're doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're all That's what I say. That's what I say a lot is people, I see people like texting their friends. They went on a date. It went weird. Somebody's doing something. They're texting their single friends. Mm. Like, what do I do? What's your advice? And the advice is out of bounds. Cause everybody's like, everybody's throwing Hail Marys with their friends, uh, uh-huh. relationships. They're like, yeah, fuck him. He doesn't care about you, whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. and then when they're in it, they're very conservative. Because like, no, like, I don't want, he, maybe he didn't mean well, that. It's, it's partially because we all rant to our friends about all the shitty stuff <laughs> right. that our partners do, but we don't talk about all the good stuff. Yeah. So if it's just like, ah, oh, and another thing he did today, and then your friends, they only know all the shitty yeah, things Yeah, they got the colored side <laughs> of it. Right. They got the, the negative, the negative side. But uh, so, but then I think, but it also is, it's this thing, it's like, you're going to give the most drastic advice because you can't you have the person's best interest at heart but also it's not your life so mm-hmm. you all you're you can take risks mm. that you wouldn't otherwise take plus also the bigger point is like what you said is we don't know what we're doing so you're asking a person who hasn't figured it out mm-hmm. to give you advice that also is not going to be good like they don't know <laughs> you don't know <laughs> It's just two yeah. people lost in the woods now, just flailing in whatever direction. Blind leading the blind. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I, I don't speak in idioms. I can't because I don't remember any of them. But you're, you're <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm, like I'm an idiom. I'm an idiot. So, yeah. The blind leading the blind. So, that's cool. Um, we never, I never actually got like a clear answer how you differentiate oh, yourself. Oh, how, how I differentiate myself. Thing, yeah. Um. I mean, like I said, I, I don't just do one thing. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything, and they yeah. all sort of feed into each other in this big uh, human centipede loop right. <laughs> of, of random kinky bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've done, uh, I, I teach, so I'm used to speaking in front of a big crowd, and I'm used to answering questions on the spot. I'm used to uh, performing so I can deal with an audience. I know how to... to face the stage the right way. Yeah. So that all feeds itself into fetish where I'm improving and I'm I'm saying lines and we're we're playing off of each other and I know where to look for the camera. Right. And then that all plays into being behind the scenes and I know where to aim the camera to get the right angles that I want it to look like. Hang on, I think we lost this one. Okay. Um you want me to keep talking? All right, we lost the sound, but I'm going to keep talking. So anyway, yeah, uh, I, they, they all feed into each other. So like I did the stand-up comedy thing once and uh, I, I know I, I said it was a very forgiving audience. I knew my audience really well. I had a lot working in my favor. It was my first only time I've done it. But the fact that I am a performer, that I uh, pay attention to all those behind the scenes things. So I wrote jokes in advance. I wrote transitions. I wrote punchlines. I wrote build up. And I like wrote all that stuff, and then I memorized it because I'm like I don't want to be looking at a paper the whole yeah. time. So 
all those things kind of feed into each other when you're a performer. You learn how to do all those things. Like a lot of people come into and they do fetish production and maybe they've they did one thing, but not very many things. So they've never spoken in front of a camera before. Right. So maybe they know how to be a fetish model and they know how to stand and how to pose and how to like look a certain way. But then you're like, okay, our scenario is this, go. And right. they, they have no idea what to say. Yeah. So do you think, do you think there's one place where all of your skills combine to make you this? Because you said you're, you're, you're master of none. Do you think there's one place where you can cram everything and you become the master of that thing because of all these skills? You have so many I skills. I don't know, maybe so right many now. More skills than maybe right people. now. I can just like talk in, in circles and I can talk forever. I can, <laughs> and you're easy to talk to. I podcast, keep talking. Yes. I, could, I could podcast with you for, for the next hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a charming motherfucker. So I, I, I'm a charming motherfucker. Charming so I, motherfucker. I manage to, uh, you know, I, I yes, will should, always have a story. I always have some. I like that. Random. I like that. You, you, you've seen you've seen Pulp Fiction. He says, "Which one is the one that says bad motherfucker? You should get charming <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> on, on your on the bottom of your purse. Which purse is it? The one that says uh, charming motherfucker. That's the one. That's good. I need that. Um, okay. Well, so I mean, where are you in the in the spectrum of the business in your head? So as a comedian, I'm always like, I'm always looking at like who, wh- and you try not to look at other people's papers, right? But you're kind of like, okay, what could I be doing? What should I be doing? Where should I be going? Mm. What's your? Do you have like a? Do you do you go into this thing with a trajectory? Is there something that you want to be doing you're not doing? I feel it's it's all a little piece at a time. It's like with burlesque, I I'll think, okay, well, what's the next act I want to put together? Well, how do I want to improve this act I already have or this act I already have? Okay, well. Halloween's coming up. People are booking Halloween gigs. Yeah. Like, what Halloween acts, performances do I already have? How do I want to improve them? Where do I want to get booked? Do I want to work at better venues than I worked at before? Sure. Do I want to be paid better than I was before? Sure. Who do I want to send video to to get that better gig? Do you so, have a, a burlesque reel? Is that a thing? I do not. I have I have video. I have not edited it together yeah. into a reel. I do have a reel with um, my duet partner. We're the, the Blue Nets. The we blue perform nets. together a lot. We do have a reel combined, but I Why don't have my own yet. We both have blue hair. We're we're blue nets. Blue net. Oh, brunette, blue net. I see. Yeah, you get I the see. you get the twin thing, but without the incest thing. Right. We're like the same <laughs> height and like almost right. the same build. We're like within an inch of each other all That's the way from funny. head to toe. <laughs> I saw that with uh, with an, with a couple aerial. I went to this amazing performance last Friday, and uh, um, and it was aerial performances. Um, I, I as soon as I said it, I knew I didn't have enough information to remember where it's at. It's called, uh, no, it's called House. Of, the, House the, of yes. the company is House of Yes, mm. but it, they're running it out of um, out of a hotel now, the upstairs of a hotel, brand oh. new. They had a, they had a place in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Is their normal place? You know. I them. mean, yeah, House of Yes. I yeah, know. they're great. Mm. Um, but there's two girls that were aerial, and then I realized during the performance, it's two different people. But I realized that other people didn't realize it's two different people because the way that show was set up was was. Um, There'd be like a little thing where everybody's on stage and then there would be like a little moment where you get your own moment. Mm. And I realized that the rest of the crowd didn't realize this is, they just thought it was one person. Oh. Until the end. And then oh. they came out together. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it had that same vibe. It was like, uh, it was twin without the twin. Yeah. Sometimes me and my, my blue net work wife, Lady of Vengeance, we get that where like people will confuse us for each other. Yeah. Or I feel like if you know us or you've seen our faces, some people can tell us apart by our butts. Yeah, But like some people, when they first encounter us, they don't know us super well, or but they see they catch a glimpse of the hair, or like yeah, the side profile, they don't quite get it. Yeah. No, but that's just like uh, par for the course when you're when you are a two person team. Though some yeah, sometimes right? like, though some people that don't know we, which one's Hall and which one's Oats. It's but, just yeah, yeah, sometimes we do like uh, we do weird fetish 
performances together and we we do fluid bond on stage sometimes so we've negotiated fluid bonding so like we'll we, we have sexual contact yeah on stage with each other that we've negotiated fluid bonding fucking all the, <laughs> all, the <laughs> all the language on this is crazy yeah so uh where we we will have sexual contact on stage that yep. we've negotiated we've discussed sti results all that stuff so uh we will fuck on stage essentially right and so sometimes it becomes like this like there, there are a few acts where it's like piles of flesh just happening and there's yeah. arms and legs and i'll watch the video of it and i'm like that's my leg no it's not oh which one is i don't know right. which one i am yeah <laughs> that's great that's great so even if you can't tell, why should the audience tell? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Oats is the is the one with the brown hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So what else? The um, that's that's crazy. So what? Wait. So who are you currently working with, Burlesque? Uh, I'm not part of an official troupe no? or anything. No. Where can we see you live in the next month or two? Um, and of course my my brain. I just got back from Gen Con because uh, I perform. I oh, do cool. cosplay and nerdy burlesque. Indiana- so I was Indianapolis. Just, yeah, I was just at Gen Con with a D20 burlesque. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I perform at uh, Gemini Scorpio Loft in Brooklyn okay. a lot. I also have a residency there Very where cool. I, I teach uh, my classes there also. So no I have, you can catch me doing burlesque there. You can catch me uh, teaching there pretty often. So weird question, hopping around, um, but but it's but you've given me a lot of information. When you teach fisting. Mm-hmm. Are you fit? Do you have to fist somebody in this? In I the, do. Okay. I uh, teach that with my my partner Shafan. Um, they are uh, the person that I present classes with the most yeah. often, um, and they have a uh, a magically impressively accommodating cunt. So <laughs> <laughs> the language on I this can, lady I can, is incredible. I can, fit, I can fit both of my hands in them rather no easily. Shit. So like we we teach like uh, we teach easily. we teach a fisting one hundred and one class, but yeah. we also teach an advanced fisting for the reckless class. Fisting for the reckless. That's so funny. Yeah. The joke I, I had with the with the first girl that I maniacally fell in love with. We had this <laughs> we had this bit about uh, um about like going elbow deep. Like that was our big our big idea. I mean that, that you can do that with an with an uh, anal fisting. Yeah. Sure. No shit. It's just, uh, yeah, the asshole's an impressing, sp- impressive specimen. Hashtag elbow deep. It also just depends on how big your wrist is. Or I guess, or I guess how long uh, your arm is. I mean, like, if you're doing uh, front hole fisting, yeah. as I call it, front, front hole, hole versus fisting. back hole, yeah. then, like, you're going to hit a cervix at sure. some point. So, right. like, there's only so far you can go. But, right. like, I sometimes measure by my tattoos on yeah. my wrists how far oh, that's funny. Is this, I got. Now, what is this? The fifth element. It is the fifth element. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like... Uh, Multipass. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, if you get to water, then you know where you're at. That's funny. Um, wait, so which one's which? This? Yeah, you know, I don't know which one. I is. know there are the four elements. Oh, you don't know which one? I ones? forget, honestly. Okay. It's been on my wrist for years. So where's years, the fifth? I am. I see. I see. Very cool. Have Big you gone... Bada boom. What's that? Big bada boom. <laughs> Uh, Mila Jovovich, it's uh, that movie, I don't know, such a good movie, and that movie sort of like clarifies how horrible Hollywood is, because then they made Mila Jovovich an action star for like five years, and it's like... I mean, uh, have you heard of the born sexy yesterday trope? Born sexy... Born. Oh, born Born sexy sexy yesterday. yesterday. No. It's a trope that uh, someone on YouTube called Pop Culture Detective kind of defined and coined, uh, and he summarizes it really well as a, an entire trope in, in television and film and, and uh, science fiction especially, yeah. where uh, basically the, the summary idea is, and the fifth element's a perfect example of it, where you have a fully adult sexualized woman yeah. who's usually good at some sort of combat, right? 
but has the mind of a child. Like she Interesting. was born yesterday. Yeah. And so the first guy she meets is immediately the most important guy right. because he's the most average guy and he knows basic things about the world. So maybe she's a mermaid girl. Maybe really? Maybe uh, she's the girl from Tron or Wonder Woman. Oh, she comes to like born man's yesterday. world yeah. as opposed to like Paradise Island. And suddenly the first guy she finds is teaching her about like how to get somewhere. Oh, this is a car. This is right. a whatever. And she's like, oh, and usually they end up taking off their clothes at some point right. because they don't know it's wrong to like Lilu does end up just stripping yeah. in front of Bruce Willis. Like she doesn't but know it's wrong. And it, it's I don't know why thing. I'm so offended for Bruce Willis in this <laughs> thing because the character was like this. He's this like taxi driver. Yeah, but he's this, he's this, he's this dormant, uh, uh, he's like the greatest warrior, gone, like, and his, but he didn't like his life, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, so it's like. But like, he's also just the first cab driver. She like, she literally just falls into his cab. That's true. Like, Those things are true. But then also as a man, the masculinity they try to build is like, it's like no man can be this guy, Corbin. He's the guy who can save the universe. No, he can only save the universe by helping her and <laughs> loving her, right? right? Sure. That's what makes him so important. Sure. It's not just that he's like useful in a fight, but that he loves her and yeah. he blah, blah, blah and protects her. Right, I get that. And whatever. Yeah, you're not wrong. That could have been any guy. She yeah. could have fallen into a different cab and the cab driver would have been like good at hacking and then useful in some other way. Right. Any guy could be Corbin Dallas. So, okay, so what's another, <laughs> so wait, what's another good example of this? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Like Why, the, who's the guy she falls in love with? Wonder I Woman? honestly forget his name off the top of my head because he's so meaningless. Yeah. Um, but like, I think he's a pilot or something, and so he does have skills, and yet uh, he's also he he could be replaced for anybody. She's right. the one with all the powers and all the ability to do combat, and yet she knows nothing about how the world yeah. works. Or like, there's there's movies about mermaid girls, jungle girls. Yeah, Little Mermaid is the one that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I because even as a kid I wanted to, I wanted to fuck Ariel, so I was like, who is this dude? Who does this? Why is this guy? So how did you want to fuck Ariel? How? How are you? How did you? No, I don't know. I was a child. Like after she loses her voice, you said you wanted to fuck Ariel. I know. All I knew in my (laughs) body. You said you wanted to fuck her. So how? Even as even as even as like Uh a weird sexual child who started masturbating too early, I knew I wanted to fuck Ariel. I didn't know how or where. I didn't know what where to put it. Uh All right, I didn't know how to put it on a on a human woman, let alone a mermaid woman. Uh Um, But for sure, I knew I wanted to. Like I like I don't know why I had a. I had a kindergarten, um, what do they call it? A student teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was in love with her. And I knew in my head I wanted to fuck her, but I was four. Like, I feel I'm, like the words I wanted to fuck her is where you're going wrong with the <laughs> statement then. <laughs> yes, but that's, but that's the only impulse I had. I didn't want to marry. I didn't want to love her. In my, like, that's what I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know I, how to I explain feel like, it I feel like that. the words are maybe that you were sexually attracted to her. I guess. As opposed to, I wanted to fuck. You can't want to fuck someone when you don't know what fucking is yeah, or how to I, do it. I don't know, but that was that. But I'm saying this was my inner. It's like, it, it's like, oh, I've never seen a sandwich before, but I want to fuck it. But I want, I, I want to eat a sandwich. No, maybe you're just hungry. No, I want to fuck it. <laughs> no, I think you don't understand the the internal the internal struggle. We're going in a very American pie direction. I want to fuck it. That's how I feel about all the that's things. Your, that's your tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a shirt. I want to fuck it. I want to fuck it. Uh, Charming motherfucker. I want to yeah. fuck it. No, so you're not you're not wrong about all the things, and I was not. Um, but that was but that was the impulse, and I and I, and I, I remember it vividly. It, like it wasn't anything else. It was I don't know why. It was weird. Uh, also, that, what's he that in in uh, the Little Mermaid? He's a prince. Okay. Is he a prince? But like 
yeah, he, I think so. He's a fucking prince, but we don't know anything about him besides he walks by and she's like, wow, he's attractive. Let me yeah. get that dick though. Let me give yeah. up my voice and just so I can have legs so that I have something for him to use. And, but, whoa, what are these things? It's a fork. I don't know what yeah. it is. I'm gonna sing a whole song about it. She doesn't know shit about how yeah. that world works. So he's the first dude who walked by. Sure. And suddenly he's amazing and she's gonna give up her whole life for yeah. him. Born sexy uh, yesterday. Born sexy yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, I dig that. Who's, whose theory is this? Hmm? Whose? Pop culture detective. That's his name? That's his the Is the alias? YouTubist oh, okay. name. Like, YouTubist. Yeah, I don't know how no, that's good. I've never heard anybody. Uh, I, I don't know what word I'm saying. I'm, I'm a YouTubist. That's what I do. Oh. Is that's this fun. going on YouTube? Or this will go on YouTube uh, and okay. will immediately be flagged for some reason. Um, we're, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running in all sorts of trouble. Uh, stop flagging my fucking videos. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's language. I don't know what it is. But I'm getting like I'll get flagged for metadata. It, I, no matter what, these get flagged, and um, so we're we, gonna, we know all about that. Yeah. In this industry. Yeah. It's, it, 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 because every, because because three people own all the social media uh, platforms, it's getting very very hard to put out anything that 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 pushes a discussion any further. With mm -hmm. shadow banning, um, a lot of things that are happening in all of the places. A, a buddy of mine uh, whose videos are, are going absolutely viral and crushing on Instagram um, because he's not like associate or sponsored or, or checkmarked, uh, they started shadow banning him. And he's not doing, his, his, his material is not particularly uh, sexually explicit. He's not doing anything that would anybody would like flag on a radar. And as of like yesterday, because his videos like within a week, he'll get a million hits on his Instagram, started getting shadow banned. So we're in this wow. weird, weird pocket of like, it's becoming very clear. And, and somebody that I know um, trended within one day and then, and then like all their followers get up. So it's like, they're literally like, they're like Instagram, whoever, if they want you to be the person, they just shove you in the algorithm and then you get, and you can mm -hmm. go from zero followers to 200,000 followers in a day. The American dream is lie <laughs> <laughs> what are you kidding me so it, it's a frustrating it's a frustrating time to be a content creator but uh but that being said especially since i'm sitting with you uh we should keep pushing the envelope on all the things and, and there's lots of things that need to be discussed especially now um and we need to get on top of those where do you how do you so you're how do i want to phrase this question how paramount is consent in all of the discussions that you're having in the classes that you're teaching? A thousand percent. That's the thing. Completely. It's, it's like it's make not, sure it, you keep going consent, back to consent. Consent isn't just sexy; it's mandatory. Right. So, what are the what are the way what are the ways to access consent that don't make us feel uh, corny? I like to sit down and negotiate with everyone, um, yeah. and that and I I kind of I partially don't care. If that seems corny, yeah, I think people think that it sounds corny before they do it. Sure, and then when they actually sit down and talk about it, they find that it's really helpful. Right, because I would much rather talk about things and ask all the questions, and then when I'm actually doing the sexy times, yeah, I don't have that voice in the back of my head being like, "Oh wait, but did she say this? Can oh wait, I slap is this her? okay? Is this okay? Yeah, yeah. I, we talk about that first, and right. if it occurs to me, oh, I want to like pull her hair or whatever now, but I don't remember. I didn't ask if I could do that. I'll just keep it tucked away. I'll ask that for next time. Next time. Right, yeah. That's, that's, that used to be one of my favorite in my early sexual career. That would be my favorite, like, um, like post-wrap-up text message. Mm. Like, we did the thing. We've had sex a couple times. And it's like, hey, do you like it when... Would you like it if... Do you like mm. it when... Yeah, that's uh, a good way to do it. And you just send that or, one or, out. Um, 
dirty talk can work too. Like, yeah. uh, I think begging is a great way to uh, get enthusiastic consent. Like, you know, what well, what do you want me to do to you? Where do you want it? Yeah. Like, you know, do you want me to fuck you harder? Yeah. But, and then like, do do whatever it is softer. Do it slower. Like, you know, That's, do the tease and denial thing, and like make yeah. them make them ask for what they want. And then they there's a little like shy like. I want you to know. Yeah, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, you're turning me on. Um, the 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 thing I think the hardest part when you're consent minded um, that I've dealt with is like uh, is is like you, you're like you're in it. It's like first couple sessions. You don't know where you're supposed to finish. As a man, it's like I'm like, and now it's like you j- you're the last like five minutes where you're like ready to come. You're just like, where do I where am I supposed to put? And it's like, how do I ask? How do I do this thing? Where do I ask? Where am I going to go? Where do you want me to go? I feel like the standard is like nice guys finish last sort <laughs> yeah. of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 I'm saying so we're, you're finishing <laughs> last, but now I'm worried about like where, how do I ask where to, where do you want me to go I that think, first time? I think, I think it's okay if nice guys don't always finish last as long as you're prepared to continue in other ways. Sure. If they're not. Yeah, finished. no, we're talking about different things. Yeah. Like, okay, I came and like maybe you're a one and done person, but then are you prepared to, like, get out a vibrator and, like, yeah, no, no, no. use We're the vibrator on them I'm while you, like, whisper about, sexy things to them? No, I'm literally whatever. talking yeah. about the, the concern as a man of, like, where do I shoot? Oh, like, physically. Yeah, where? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where's the target? Yes, where am I allowed <laughs> to shoot that's going to make you uncomfortable that you're going to, that you're going to, like... That's the, that's the, that's mm. the weirdest left-alone moment that, like, even when you do sit down and whatever, because um, it is, because it's, like, it's everything's in the moment. So it's, like, where... Where you come uh, mm-hmm. as a man, where you shoot, uh, to be to be blunt, um, you know, is is obviously very different each each session. I think mm. that one, I I, yeah, I can't one. help you with that one. <laughs> I can't help you at all. <laughs> if there. I'm ejaculating on anyone, we definitely talked about it because no. I need a device. So <laughs> right, it's very planned. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, how do we uh, how do we follow you on the, on the web? What's the best way to reach you? What's the best way to pay for your content? All these things. How do we find your classes? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm Vonka V O N K A Vonka, like vodka, like you know Willy Wonka, Willy Vonka, uh, <laughs> or or sometimes I say uh, Vonka like vodka yeah. with an N instead of a D or Vonka sauce. I make my own. Uh, so sauce. so generally, if you type in Vonka, I will come up, but with the shadow banning and whatnot, yeah. um, the, the full handle is Vanka Romanov. Vanka Romanov on... Vanka Romanov. On which um, platforms? Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, most of them. Nice. Um, I don't have a Patreon or an OnlyFans or okay. anything like that quite yet. Um, is that something we can look I, forward to? Yeah, probably. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm looking to start getting into building my own site and stuff. Nice. I've been working with Callie for ages, and she's taught me so much back-end stuff. Yeah. She's starting to go like, when are you going to build your own stuff? Get your and shit like, together. Yeah, right. I yeah. got yeah, to get my shit together. That's but cool. uh, uh, on Instagram, generally, I'll post, uh, like, there's in the highlights, there's, like, a next and, like, schedules. Yeah. So, like, you can look in the highlights, and it always says when my next show is or when my next classes are. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, and then we are uh, Porn Stars Beal Podcast. We're sponsored by Spunk Luby. We're rebroadcast by the Demon Seed Radio Network. We drop every Monday. Uh, we have some YouTube content from today that's probably going to get flagged. So check us out also. We're starting to upload onto Pornhub and some other places. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you're on iTunes or Google Play and you switch platforms, we're on the other one. We're everywhere. Uh, please keep listening. Thank you so much to my guest, Vanka, for being here. It's delightful to talk to. I'm, I wish, I wish, I wish uh, we could do three hours. Because uh, I have so many more questions. Um, reach out to her if you have any questions about anything we talked about. Uh, check out her classes if you're in the New York, New Jersey area. And uh, again, thanks again, guys, for listening. Thank you so much.